Hello and welcome back to Reading with Raby. Today's recommendation is After the War by Tom Palmer. I've got a weakness for historical novels. I read lots of them set in all different eras. So when Mr Loxham recommended this particular book, I bought a copy straight away. It's set just after the Second World War and is based on the true but little known story of 300 child survivors of the Holocaust who were brought to the Lake District to start their long recovery from the horrors of the concentration camps. Uh, if you want to know a little bit more about this, if you Google Lake District Holocaust Project, you'll find photographs, memories and information uh, about this recovery project for child victims. The main characters, Yossi, Leo and Mordecai, all have their own story of trauma, losing family, losing friends and losing trust in other people. During their stay at the Calgarth Estate, they relearn what it is to be free, to be cared for and to be children. I'm not embarrassed to say that I did cry more than a few tears reading this book, so if I get choked up reading the extract, you know why. The author of After the War is Tom Palmer. He's a fantastic local author. He's visited Wycliffe several times in the past. Uh, to find out a bit more about his great range of books, you can visit tompalmer.co.uk. This book is particularly great for readers with dyslexia. It's in a specially designed font. It's on cream paper. The spacing is a little bit more generous. Um, so do give it a go. If you want to find out more about the Library and Learning Resource Centre's collection of dyslexia-friendly reading, please do get in touch. The extract I'm going to read today takes place after the children have arrived in the Lake District. After years of near starvation in the camp, it's time for a meal in their new home. This extract starts as Yossi, Mordecai and Leo, the heroes of this story, go for their first meal in the new home in the Lake District. Their group leader, Talia, has been very reassuring, but they just don't know what's going to happen. Yossi and Mordecai elbowed their way into the hall, walking tightly behind Leo. They only had seconds to make the right choice about where to sit. Yossi wanted to believe what Talia had said, that there would be enough food for them all, that everyone would get a seat, that everyone would be fed. But there was more to it than that. There was where you sat, who you sat with, where the food was coming from. The boys rapidly scanned the long tables, each intended to seat ten children on benches either side. They would have to be fast. Light streamed in through high windows. Yossi noticed what looked like serving hatches. A group of women in white aprons stood in front of the hatches, watching them enter. Near there, Leo said, hitting Yossi on the shoulder. The food comes from there. Yossi nodded and led them towards the table nearest one of the hatches. They moved quickly. They weren't starving now. But ever since the war began, food had been something you had to fight for, if there even was any. In the camps, they had been given watery soup most days, where you only got a scrap of vegetable or meat if you were served towards the bottom of the container, sometimes hard black bread. Just as they were about to sit at the table near the hatch, a group of four of the big lads sat down and stared at Yossi then Leo. Leo stood and eyed them, tipping his head back and holding the pose for a few seconds. This was Leo being tough. This was Leo saying, don't mess with me and my friends. Yossi liked that about Leo. He looked out for them. But Leo wasn't looking for a fight today. He just wanted to be sure that they got fed. Not near them. Move, he said, we'll get nothing. They sat at the hatch end of the next table and were joined quickly by seven others. The tables were laid, 
with white tablecloths and plates. Yossi was shocked to see a plate he'd eaten out of a cracked bowl or from his hands for the last five years. He'd forgotten plates existed. He then spotted the cutlery and quickly pocketed his own precious spoon. He wouldn't need it today. And then they waited, watching. As they waited, Yossi felt as if every one of his muscles had been pulled tight. His stomach ached. His brain was overheating. What if they got nothing? What if they missed this meal? When was the next one? If he got anything now, what should he do with it? Eat a bit? Hide the rest? Take it and eat it all alone now so no one could steal it? Question after question ripped his thoughts to pieces. He hated feeling like this. Yossi's thoughts were interrupted by the movement of women in aprons around them. They passed baskets of something white down the tables, along with glass jars containing something red. It's cake, Leo gasped. Can you believe that they eat cake for breakfast? And jam, Mordecai added. It was hard to sit still and watch other tables being served first. Yossi was craning his neck to see, would there be enough? Is it real? he asked Mordecai, breathless. The jam? Mordecai shrugged. Then a tall lady with curly hair stuffed into a net on her head put a large basket and two jars of jam in front of them. Morning, boys, she said. I'm Marion. Some bread and jam for you. Thank you, Mordecai said, then translated bread and jam to Yossi and Leo. Thank you, the other two echoed. Bread? Leo asked when the woman had gone. He took the three largest pieces and put them on his, Yossi and Mordecai's plates. Then, as Yossi and Mordecai stuffed bread in their vests, Leo slipped one of the jars of jam onto his lap. This is bread, he asked again. It's cake, Yossi said, taking three more pieces for himself and his friends. The food in front of them was white and soft. They were used to dark bread, solid, made of rye. Even before the war, they'd never seen white bread. She said bread, Mordecai shouted, frustrated. I know the word for bread, and she said bread. Put the jam on the table, Yossi said to Leo, aware the seven other children on the table were already on their feet, their mouths open in protest. Leo smiled and returned the jam. Yossi didn't miss the fact that Mordecai closed his eyes and lowered his head in prayer over his food before he ate. In a quiet corner, Away from the door, younger children were eating with adults. Some of the little ones looked nervous, flinching from the older children as if they were wild animals. The younger children were always like that. They'd lived most, if not all, of their lives in concentration camps. They probably had no memory of their mother or father, or what a mother or father even was. Yossi shuddered. There was no talking now as the children ate, tearing at the bread with their hands, dipping it in dollops of jam they'd spooned onto their plates or straight into the jar. Yossi could hear chewing, jars being scraped out by spoons. As he ate, he felt the food flooding his body with warmth and energy. Another basket of bread arrived, another jar of jam. Then suddenly they were shouting, the noise of a bench scraping on the floor. The three friends turned round to see that a fight had broken out on the next table. What is it? Yossi asked. Those taller lads, Heinrich and Thomas, Leo grinned, the white of the bread showing through the gaps in his teeth. They're fighting each other over the food. As the pushing and shoving continued, Yossi took the chance to stuff another hunk of bread into his trouser pocket and noticed Leo and Mordecai do the same. There is plenty to go round, 
Talia addressed the next table, her voice loud and hard. Stop this at once. No more fighting. The fighting stopped immediately. No one had heard Talia raise her voice before. I will shout more if I have to, Talia went on. I don't want to, but I will. There is enough food for today and for tomorrow and after that. Anyone who wants to see is very welcome to come and look in the kitchens. Leo was on his feet, his chair clattering behind him onto the stone floor. Come on, he said. Yossi shook his head. His frame was impossible, desperate to get into the kitchens. Yossi knew he'd be thinking of what he could find, what he could use. I mean it, Leo insisted. Come on now. Leo and Yossi joined some of the other boys in the kitchen. It was a space half the size of the dining hall with large ovens and tables to prepare food. There were heaps of white bread loaves stacked on one table. The boys were introduced to a tall, dark-haired lady. Dorothy is in charge of the kitchen, Talia told them. Where's Mordecai? Leo asked Yossi, looking around. Yossi shrugged. And in here, Dorothy said, translated by Talia, we have supplies for meals for a week, a month. You don't have to worry, boys. We have food for as long as you need it. And Talia added quietly, you won't go hungry again. I promise. <laughs>